Today's passage is a continuation, the gospel that you just heard read. We've been listening the last few weeks all about this sermon uh, on the plain, on the flat. Um, and we've been hearing, the first, first part was when Jesus um, called his disciples, um, called them by name. And then he started describing to us what the, um, what his kingdom was going to look like and what, what it was, what, what it was. And it looked kind of different. That's where we heard about the, um, the blessings and the woes, you know, the um, blessing of the poor in spirit. Um, but woe to you who's rich. Um, it's kind of, he started setting that scene for the kind of what, some, some term kind of that upside down kingdom. You know, the people you expect to be um, the ones receiving all this are not the ones that actually do. Um, um, particularly as we, as we come into um, Jesus' full kingdom. Um, today, we heard kind of a tough, tough reading. It's one of those tough ones where lots of times you can hear it and go, oh man, you know, this is, this is crazy. Um, on the two sides, when it says, love your enemies, um, you know, bless those who curse you, do good to those who hate you, and pray for those who mistreat you or hurt you. Um, that is so countercultural to our um, to to our culture, to our society. Um, and we've seen that a lot recently even. That it's like, I don't agree with you, you don't agree with me, so I, I'm going to hate you instead. Um, as, but Jesus is calling us to do things just a little bit differently um, in that. Um, it's not so much rules, and that's what, sometimes we can kind of forget about that. It's not so much these are rules that you have to live by. We have to check off, okay, I'm following this rule, I'm following this rule. These are values that Jesus is sharing that this is who God is to us, and he wants us to grow in that. He came and he loved us, even when we were not very lovable, when we were not even likable. And he's calling us to grow in that direction. To love people, not just in word, but in action. That love is not just a feeling, but an action. And it's a way of living. Um, and while this is all part of that good news, that good news that um, we talk about, it's not easy news, because it's not always easy to do good to those who hurt us. Um, it's not easy to um, give to someone more who has taken from us. So one of the questions that came up for me as I was, as I was um, pressing into these scriptures is who is our enemy? Who is our enemy? Lots of times we can think that, you know, it's the outside person. You know, it's the person who, um, 
you know, it's kind of more far away. It's not the people that are closest to us. Let me set this scene just a little bit for you. What Jesus was telling um, these um, apostles, these disciples, he said, for those who are listening, you need to do this. And these are people, you know, these are the Jews that he is talking to generally at this point. And these are people who have been, um, been being governed by Rome now, right? And they are looking for that Messiah who is going to break them free. And all of a sudden, they're hearing some very strange stuff, um, very counter what the Jews thought um, the Messiah was coming for. So he, he, they're already saying, but wait a minute. You, do you want us to care for these people who are, who are hurting us? And he's saying, yes, just the same way I am coming to care for you, even though you have sinned. In the Old Testament, the story of Joseph is one of these stories that every time I read it, it, it brings me home to, wait a minute, um, of how real that something that seems so bad of, if you know the story of Joseph, his brothers were very, very jealous of him. Um, he was his father's favorite, and they absolutely hated that. And when they, um, and when they got to the point where they couldn't stand it anymore, they threw him in a, in a cistern, in a big well. And they wanted to kill him, and they finally decided, well, okay, we won't, but we're going to sell him to these um, gypsies, and he ended up out in Egypt. And they came home and told, told their father that um, a wild animal had eaten him, because um, they just didn't want to have him around. And so then Joseph grew up, um, you know, working for others. He was put in jail for the wrong reason all this time. Um, and then ultimately, we see him in this, in, in this passage where he is basically in charge of all of Egypt. The Pharaoh has given him um, that power um, from being able to interpret um, some dreams and clearly from God. Joseph, in this time, learned what it meant. And then when he came face to face with his brothers, you know, the early dream he had was he knew that they'd be kneeling down to him. And that's what they did. They didn't recognize Joseph. And when they did, they were frightened because they say, oh, my gosh, if, if I was him, I know what he would do. I know what I would do to him. But Joseph didn't. This is, this, this is a wonderful image of what it means to give even when someone had taken from you, to give to them. And this is what he did to his brothers. In this case, his enemies was his brothers. The closest people to him were his enemies. But he loved them. He loved them. And he, because he could see more of what God had for him, you heard that when he said, um, no, I'm forgiving you because God had a bigger plan than what you had. It was beyond even what you, the worst you could think of. God used this for good. And, you know, we hear this time and time again. So even in the worst that we can get, God can use that. And if we can turn, if we can have the heart of God towards these other people, it can change their hearts. It can change their hearts. 
And that's kind of ultimately what, what we're kind of searching for in that. So that question comes back to me. Who is my enemy? Who is, who, who are the people that struggle, that, that I struggle with? Sometimes it's the people, you know, the administration. Um, you know, say um, your boss that you're not real close to and they keep coming down with this, this is crazy, this is crazy and oh this and okay I've lost this position and I'm being shifted over here to this position and it, it's not fair because I wanted this one but they said no. Um, depending on how you can do it, you can respond in a lot of different ways. Um, if you share a love, if express an acceptance that there's more story behind here. God, show me how to have mercy and grace. That's really what God is asking. When we love our enemies, he's saying it takes mercy and grace to be able to do that. And we can't do that in our own power at all. That's what, as we are followers, as we are disciples of Jesus, because remember, he's telling this to his followers that you've committed yourself to following me. You need to have that mercy and grace, but we don't naturally come by it. So we have to trust that God will grant us that as we stretch forward in that. This week, I was very tempted. I got called in and was requested to help in a unit that had had a lot of loss. Um, I'm a chaplain at a, at a um, local hospital, for those who don't know. I got called in. They'd had um, some really hard losses, and I was asked to come in. I said, great, what would be the best way? And we, we talked back and forth um, and said, what I'd really like to see is to have a space that they could come, maybe non-clinical, and you know maybe even some refreshments so that they can just share what's going on with them so that they can work through this. I said, great. How about, and they said, can you do it on this Tuesday? You tell us, you plan it, and um, tell us what you want. So I said, how's this? The chapel will be open between these hours. I'll have some food and come down. They can come and go as they have extra shift, as they have space. It's like, great. Um, and so this was on Monday. It was planned for the next day. So the next morning, I, I come on and say, now, are we still on for this? Because if we're not, I want to be able to change this. Because I know in a hospital, things change really, really, really fast. Um, and she responded back to me via email within, it, within two hours and said, absolutely, we are on. And if there's anything I need, she goes, I realize I didn't see an email that I asked so-and-so to send. I'll check on that. So it's like I didn't hear anything back, so it's like, great. So I went and made, did my shopping, made sure I had some really yummy treats, and half an hour before they were set to arrive, I get a text and says, we had a miscommunication. I sent this out for tomorrow. Oh, okay. Uh, for what time? For what time range? Oh, for 4 o'clock. I said, oh, 4? Till when? 4.30. I said, is that enough time? And she said, well, how long do you think it would take? I said, well, they need to come back and forth and have a chance to talk. She goes, oh, no, I set it up for a WebEx, and we're just going to talk over the video. It's like, what? 
Um, talk about change fast from in person to this. And it's like, oh, I don't know. This is what, because I don't think people would come in in person. It's like, what are we doing? She goes, I'll send a note and just ask them what they want. I said, fine. And I wanted to just say, you know, forget it. Um, you don't want my help in person. Forget it. Well, that didn't last very long. God kind of prompted me on that one. Um, so I went up, went directly to the unit. I talked to them the previous week, but I went back that week and this week, and I went back there every day, actually, after they canceled this, and talked to them one-on-one -on -one and did it a different way. Um, but I... My first gut reaction is to do back to them what they did to me. And I mean, isn't that kind of, kind of our gut reaction is that, well, they, they wasted my time. So I'm going to, you know, why shouldn't I waste theirs? It's not, not very loving. Um, and, um, but it, I have to admit it was my first thought because I was hurt. So often that's what happens is when we are hurt, it's hard to love them back. Anyone who's been in um, any relationship knows that that can come up. And our enemy can be the person standing right next to us sometimes. Um, but we tend to reach to them faster. But he's asking us even bigger than that. It's like, who are the people who don't get it? Who don't get God's love? Those are the, also the people um, who we need to show that love too. But we can't do it ourselves. Just as Joseph, it was over time, when you read his story, you'll see that he spent time and he realized that God had something bigger um, than, than, than what happened to him. And so he was able to love his brothers and to save them, even though they would not save him. It's that picture for us. It's like, where, who in our lives is God asking us to love like him? Um, and so now, um, as um, we'll have a little bit of time as we have a song coming up, but you can just pause for a moment and ask God, um, who are you asking me to love who I don't want to love? Thanks for being with us online in the Sermon Podcast. To find out more about Holy Trinity Silicon Valley, head to www.holytrinitysv.org.